0: Yeah, so it's my privilege to be up here once again, but I am a little excited that Dan's back tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, but just, yeah, just a huge thank you um, for, for everyone, just for your, for your serving and for your help. Um, it's so cool to see, uh, yeah, just how, how many people are involved with things. One, one thing you'll you'll get to know about me um, is I love seeing people use their gifts. So if you have a gift in a certain area, I love seeing seeing you use it so so yeah, so on, on that note, if you do have a gift, um, but you're not too sure how to use it, just come chat with me and we'll figure it out together. So have you ever had your loyalty broken or tested? Maybe you've been shopping at a certain store for years and one day you're, you're shopping and you find out that the store really just doesn't care about you whether you're there or not. What would you do? What would, how would that change your mind? Um, for me, uh, I'd maybe find somewhere different to shop. But it's, it's hard to say. Or maybe you're at work. You've been giving it all that you have for years and years. You're very loyal. You're very hardworking. And all of a sudden, this new person comes along, and you're losing your job, or maybe you're losing the promotion to this guy because they're going to pay them less. Not because maybe of... Maybe they're not as hardworking as you or as loyal as you, but just because of a pay difference. There's many situations that we could talk about, many scenarios, but they all show us something that, yeah, that we may or may not see. The The thing is, loyalty is something that is important to us, and it's something that if it's misused, can hurt us greatly. But so why do we cling to loyalty? So the reason around this um, is it usually involves someone or it usually involves something that we truly care about. So a number of years ago, uh, my best friend asked me to be the best man at his wedding. Uh, I was very excited. This was a great honor. Uh, I had been friends with um, this friend for many years, and it was, was, yeah, it was a really cool thing to be asked. So I told him that if he needed help, I would postpone my post-secondary to give him all the time that he would need. He very much appreciated the gesture but said that I didn't need to do that to help him out. Um, I was loyal to my friend and wanted to do all that I could for him. Our relationship over the years, though, has had its ups and downs, like any relationship. But it continues because we care for each other and because of our loyalty to each other. Maybe you can relate to... That story, or maybe you relate more with the other situations or different situations of the broken loyalty or, or the misused loyalty. In both cases, we can agree that loyalty is important and must not be overlooked. Paul, during his experience writing letters, preaching to the churches, and all that, has experience with both these situations. He's had times of loyalty with people that he cares about greatly. And then he's had times where he's kind of been stabbed in the back, unfortunately. And yeah, last time I preached, we preached from 2 Timothy chapter 1, and Paul had mentioned some of these people that had abandoned him uh, and almost abandoned him the first chance that they got. But then there was some of those people that stuck with him through thick and thin, um, no matter what happened, and there was a lot happening. So as Paul continues his letter to Timothy, he once again uh, again asks Timothy to stay loyal to the gospel, to stay loyal to him, but most importantly, to stay loyal to Christ. Paul knows he is asking Timothy a very difficult thing, as the path that Paul is on leads to suffering. So if you have your Bibles, um, you can please turn with me uh, to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And today we're going to look at verses 1 to 13. So I'll just give you a sec to get there. Yeah. So as you're still finding your place, let me just uh, open in a word of prayer. Oh Lord, I just want to thank you so much that you were there for us through thick and thin, um, that we can come to you, that we can surrender every care to you. Uh, Lord, it's sometimes tough to let go and let you come into situations. Uh, sometimes it's it's tough and our, our, our loyalty to you Uh, gets tested. As, Lord, we want to serve you, but sometimes it it brings challenges. Uh, So I pray, Lord, that you would, yeah, be with us in these challenges and just be with us this morning as we learn from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me just read 2 Timothy 1 to 3, or 1 to 13 for you. Uh, This is from the NIV. So, chapter 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering, like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown, except by competing according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, and that they too may attain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying If we died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we were faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself. So Paul, as he continues his letter, tells Timothy to stay loyal to Christ and his teachings and to take comfort in them, to take strength from them. So as we kind of talked about last time, Timothy has been dealing with these false teachers Uh, and these deserters, and a church that really doesn't respect him. Things are not very great, not looking up for Timothy. But Paul reminds him to rely on Jesus and find your strength in him. Paul has preached to many people about the gospel uh, and about Jesus, and Timothy was one of these people. Now Paul wants Timothy to take what he's been taught and to entrust it with reliable people that will continue these teachings um, and to help the church. Timothy was there to help the church in Ephesus. Um, and even with all the problems that were going on in the church, there were still good and reliable people there that could continue what? Um, what Paul and Timothy were trying to do, we don't realize till later in the letter. But the reason why Paul is asking Timothy to do this is because Paul, being at the end of his life, wants Timothy to come and see him one last time. Paul, once again, as we continue through this letter, he very much focuses and and pleads with Timothy. Join him in suffering. for Jesus, uh, The suffering for Jesus, as he knows the road ahead, will be difficult and hard for Timothy, as it's been hard and difficult for him. As Paul has gone through so much, endured so much, he's gone through many times of suffering and is currently on death's doorstep. This hasn't been easy for Paul as we see his struggle through the different letters that he writes. Um, Paul chooses it because of Christ. It's not easy for him, and it's not easy for us to choose this path. But he still asks Timothy to join him on it because once Paul is gone, he wants Timothy to continue what he was doing. Paul, as he keeps writing, uses three metaphors, a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. So he asks Timothy, Paul asks Timothy, to be a good soldier of Christ. And what he means by that is he wants Timothy to be loyal and obedient to Christ. Soldiers, as you may know, need to follow and listen to their commanding officers or they run the risk of getting themselves hurt or others hurt. A commanding officer should have his troops' best interests in mind, and if he does, then the troops follow without question. If the commanding officer, though, is only there for himself, then his troops kind of do whatever they see as best, and that's usually when problems go arise. Luckily for us, Christ is the best commanding officer we could ask for. As an athlete, to win what you are competing for, you have to follow the rules. I know we have a lot of people that play sports or watch sports. um, So you know that, yeah, if you break the rules, there's, there's consequences to that. You may not like the rules or fully agree with them, but to properly compete... And when you have to follow the rules. Paul gives Timothy this metaphor as to serve Christ means we will suffer. Christ suffered and he asks us to join him in that suffering. To take up our cross and follow him. We may be tempted to try and serve Christ and avoid suffering. But that is like us trying to win a game. But cheating. It may work for a little bit, but we eventually get caught and there's consequences. Does that mean that we are not serving Christ if we are not suffering? No. But we are called to be ready for it as it will come at some point. Suffering also comes in many different forms. In Paul and Timothy's time, uh, persecution was very regular and varied. As we read Paul's story, we see that Paul was beaten. He was thrown in jail. He was stoned at one point. He's probably been cursed at. He's been shunned. We may never go through what Paul did, but we will face suffering. And Paul tells us to hold in there. Paul uses the metaphor of the farmer to show us why. So a farmer's job is not easy. It takes many long days and hard work to get the crop. I'm not a farmer, but if you talk to any of them, and I have talked to some, they'll tell you that it's not easy work, but it can be very rewarding. I used to drive out to the glass on the highway there. I think it's Highway 51 uh, a few times a month. And I love driving on that highway. Maybe not so much in the wintertime, but in the summertime, it's it's great. Because as you drive on that highway, you can see the crops growing. And if there's a little bit of a breeze, you can kind of see them shimmering in the breeze. And they just keep getting bigger and bigger as you go by. And they get more beautiful. So maybe I see the beauty in them just because I've grown up in the area. But I love seeing the canola fields. And the other grain fields, the yellows and greens that you can see with them. So the farmers put a lot of hard work into these fields. And then they get the reward of the harvest. Like the farmer getting his reward of the harvest, we also get a reward for following Jesus. It's something we don't talk about much, but it is there. Paul mentions it a few times in his letters, but Jesus also talked about it while teaching others and his disciples. In Matthew chapter 5, 12 says, "'Rejoice and be glad, "'because great is your reward in heaven,' For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So this verse, so Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mound here. And he's talking about persecution to come for the people that want to follow Jesus, to follow him. But he also talks about the reward in heaven for following and obeying. In Matthew 16, verse 27, says, For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. So in this passage, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's predicting his death and telling them all that is going to take place after his death and before his death. These are a few examples, but it's something we can take comfort in as even though there will be suffering, there will also be good things. There will also be rewards. Paul then reminds Timothy why he is suffering. He is suffering for Jesus in the gospel. The fact that Paul and Timothy both believe, and we believe, who Jesus says he is that he's fully God, and that he is fully man, and that he came to show us the way and die for our sins. Paul is suffering for this message, but he takes hope in that God's word cannot be stopped and takes hope in the the people that will be saved by the gospel. Paul has gone through a lot, and he wants Timothy to know that it is okay to suffer for Christ. I'm pretty sure none of us wake up and decide that we want to suffer. But we know that it is a part of life. I imagine some people might be a little sore from our hockey game Friday night. We persevere because we know that suffering will be worth it in the end. Maybe not now, but in the future. And then Paul ends this section of the letter with a saying about us and God. If we die with Christ, we also live with him. So when Christ suffers, we suffer. But the opposite is also true when he delights, we delight. If we endure with Christ, we also reign with him. So Christ is with us, and we are with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. So that one's a little harder to hear. But Christ is not forcing us to follow him. It's ultimately our choice. But in the same way, we can't expect help from him if we don't believe in him. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. God will always be faithful, even if we are not. But he longs for us to have a relationship with him, one where we trust and obey. Jesus tells us that this life is not going to be easy, but that he is there for us through the thick and thin of it. If we remain loyal and follow him, our life will still have its challenges. But, we will be, but he will be there with us through it all. Paul understands that no one wants to suffer willingly, but he tells us that suffering will be worth it in the end. That's what he wanted Timothy to know, and that it is good for us as well. So as I close this morning, I want to leave you with a thought. What things are you avoiding because it'll bring suffering. For me, the longest time, I avoided the thought of ever moving out of this area, out of Grand Prairie. Because this is where I'd grown up. I've lived here my whole life. And I was comfortable here. I had my friends, had my family. God, however, wanted me to be okay with the fact that one day he might call me somewhere else. I always thought to myself that if he did that, I would be willing to go. But I think I was really just fooling myself. It took me a while to trust God with this. But when I did move, um, it was worth it. So I moved down to Saskatoon for eight months just to try something new. God taught and showed me new things that I wouldn't have seen or learned otherwise. Yes, there was suffering attached to this move as down there I didn't have as many friends to hang out with. Um, And there I racked up a good amount of debt that I'm still paying off right now. But I also made some great relationships, some great friendships down there and was able to experience what God wanted me to. Yes, it's not easy to do this, to suffer, to try risks, to do new things. But it is worth it in some way or another. So again, I just want to leave you with this thought. What are you avoiding? Because it'll bring suffering. And also with that, how can God and us as a church family Help you with it. Let's pray. Oh well, Lord, I just want to thank you so much that you are there for us through thick and thin, that even in our darkest times, even in the toughest times, we maybe we can't sense that you're there, but you're there for us, Lord. And Lord, sometimes we just need to quiet ourselves and, and listen and just know that you are there. Lord, I just want to thank you so much that you are there for us during times of suffering. Lord, it's something that happens regularly, and as we we keep going on, it just seems to get more and more. But Lord, you have a purpose, and you have things that you'd like us to learn and to grow. But Lord, more importantly, you want a relationship with us and unfortunately as you said in your word that to have a relationship with you means to have suffering lord is not everyone yeah not everyone wants to have a relationship with you lord but i thank you that we can that we can come to you to worship and just trust in you lord that you're there for us through through everything i pray lord as we uh, go this week That you would just help us to, yeah, find, know those situations, Lord, where you want us to grow and learn in. Or maybe, Lord, we're avoiding something that we've been meaning to do for so long. Maybe it's talking to uh, a family member. Maybe it's talking to a friend. Uh, Maybe it's something at work. Uh, Who knows, Lord? Uh, You do. You know. And I just pray, Lord, that you would, yeah help each of us as we go on to know what we need to do and I just thank you Lord that even though it will be scary even though it will be tough that that we have our, our fellow family members and believers and everyone with us but also more importantly that we have you with us and that gives us strength and I just thank you for that and I ask this in your name, Amen